1: Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Spike Week on RotorBinders.com. If you are already watching or listening to this telecast in hopes of gaining best ball advantages for your 2021 NFL season, you are most likely hardcore, and you are most likely going to be playing big tournaments like the Best Ball Mania on Underdog Fantasy. That's what myself, Chris Mino, and Eric Bein for are here to talk about each and every week. Eric, what's going on? Spike Week. What's a Spike Week?
2: Yeah, it's a perfect name for this show because I think it's the subject that people don't talk about enough with with best ball stuff, which we'll get into in some spe- specific examples. But I think it's the perfect name for a show like this because, like, I- I'm sure there's plenty of hardcore, like you said, people that are talking about it like us now and drafting are are probably the the hardcore fantasy football and best ball ball players. And I'm sure that some of those people are playing the like regular leagues, right, twelve man leagues, three man leagues, and all that, but where at least to me and where I, I think most people think the fun is, is in these huge tournaments, right? There's already right now two tournaments with a million dollars to to first place. However, I don't think the content necessarily across the industry is always geared towards playing in those specific contests. And that's where the Spike Week name comes in. And that's where a lot of the discussion that we'll be having, I'm sure will come in um, because it's not just the the kind of players that you target, but that is part of it. Um, how you should be approaching these tournaments, what the players you're going after, the way you're constructing your teams and all that built around this, this spike week idea where, um, you know, not only do you need to win the weeks, you know, one through whatever of the regular season, but in the playoffs, you know, you're playing for a million dollars. And so what you need to do is a little bit different than, you know, your traditional fantasy league and even your traditional best ball league.
1: Excellent overview. Eric, this is how it's going to work whenever you see or hear me on this show. What we're going to do is we're going to look to identify maybe just one topic, one player, one situation where we want to try to find some of this deep value for these big tournaments. We want to help somebody win a million dollars. If we don't do that, this show is a complete failure. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a short format show, right? We're not going to try to keep you here all day. We're just going to cover the one topic. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. We're going to talk about this one particular element in fantasy football that could help you get where you want to go. Uh, The goal is like you talked about, we want to get to the tippy top. We want to get to the playoff rounds. We want to get to the championship rounds. We want to find an angle that maybe is under discussed, maybe even a little bit contrarian. At the end of the day, we're focused on the upside. We're seeking some of these fringe cases where we can get to where you can get the big money. And Eric, you told me, well, who do you want to talk about today in this inaugural episode of this format? And I admit I drafted them not because I wanted to. I, I have a Best Ball Mania tournament. I drafted them just because you know what? Eric's on it. it you know, I'm not th- I'm not there yet. I'll tell you that right now. But you you said San Francisco. Is an interesting situation, and you're already on board Trey Lance. I don't, I don't know if you know this. The 49ers are still saying stuff like Garoppolo's the guy. So <laughs> what the hell's going on? Tell me why I just wasted $25 on Trey Lance.
2: It, it's the perfect, um, you know, situation for again, this spike week concept. The 49ers are set up to have just a monster season offensively. I mean, if you take a step back, They've been a good offense. I mean, they were just in the Super Bowl, right? We're, we're not far removed from a Jimmy Garoppolo led 49ers team without um, all these weapons like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and, and now Trey Sermon and, and uh, the ever injured Jalen Hurd. Like, th- they just have weapons for days, a good offensive line, and one of the best offensive play callers ever, you know, outside of the Andy Reid and, and, and those guys, you know, Kyle Shanahan's one of the best OCs ever. Um, he handpicked this kid. Right there was a you, know, you probably remember there was a lot of hoopla going in that oh, it was going to be Mac Jones Mac Jones is the Kyle Shanahan kind of guy, and he finally decided to to buck that trend right of the kind of unathletic game managing quarterback that he's had he's had forever, and he handpicked Trey Lance. Um, it is certainly possible that Trey Lance doesn't start the season as the starting quarterback, but that's also totally fine. We're not drafting just one quarterback, right? This isn't a season long fantasy league. We're drafting two and sometimes three. Three quarterbacks, um, and at least when kind of draft season initially started, post NFL draft, Trey Lance is going in the 14th round, 15th round, something like that. It, it's risen quite a bit because I'm not the only person. That, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and claim that I see something that other people don't. A lot of people can see um, the upside that is presented in in Trey Lance, but I still think there's a ton of value in this guy in the 11th, you know, in the 11th round or so, which is where you can get him right about now because of a lot of these factors like the 49ers and there's just enough uncertainty keeping this, you know, where we're at, where we stand today. You know, if, if we get to camp and he's running with the ones and he's, his, his, his price is only going to go, go up from here. Um, and, and he's still going to get drafted even if he's, he's running with the twos in camp, but Kyle Shanahan handpicked this kid. And because of a lot of uncertainty revolving around him, whether it's him winning the job, whether it's his ability to throw, right? He came from an FCS school where he didn't have to throw a ton. Um, whether it's the uncertainty around his weapons, his it, it, not uncertainty in how talented are his weapons, but this distribution of his weapons, right? If you want George Kittle, you have to draft him early. Brandon Ayuk is not super, super cheap, but he's also in theory sharing targets with Debo Samuel and George Kittle. The running backs are murky. So the whole situation, despite the offense being elite and potentially like, you know, leading the league in scoring upside um, for an offense. There's just enough uncertainty around kind of every little single piece outside of just the talent that it's keeping the price on everybody in check. And we have a running quarterback with elite, elite weapons that the coach spent, you know, coach handpicked, spent a ton of draft capital on this kid. I I don't see why he wouldn't start. But even if he doesn't start the season um, in week one, I, I don't think we should be concerned Because of what we're looking for to win one of these tournaments, Um, and it's it's a guy who could be the the point guard of an offense. He runs like he's he's an elite runner, Um, and and he just has every variable that we're looking for in one of these, um, you know, later mid to mid to later round quarterbacks that can kind of break fantasy. Right? You can get a lot of high quality quarterbacks around those rounds, but you you really when when we're trying to win one of these tournaments, I I want this guy that breaks fantasy, and that the guy that I always think back to that broke fantasy is. Is is probably the biggest reason why I'm even on on Trey Lance. If you look back to 2012, okay. I don't know if you if you have any idea who I'm possibly bringing up. Kyle Shanahan was 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 with the Redskins, in the former Redskins, now Washington football team. They had a they had a young quarterback by the name of Robert Griffin the oh, Third. And Robert Griffin the Third was in a little different offense and, and such in college at Baylor. They threw it, they threw it a little bit more, but RG three came in and led fantasy football uh, quarterbacks in scoring that year on a, on a per game basis in 2012. So there's this myth that Kyle Shanahan just has the, you know, the game managers and the Jimmy Garoppolo types. And I don't know if Trey Lance is, is RG three, frankly, I don't know if Trey Lance is any good. I can't predict the future with a quarterback that, that we've never seen, but we have seen what Kyle Shanahan can do with this type of talent. And it is legitimately the QB one. In fantasy, it, that's that's the ceiling that we're talking about here. Um, we'll get into a little bit more some of these other other things around schedule and such that set up really well for him. It's just ev- all the stars are aligning for him, um, and we ha- we even have you know people want kind of that past data. We have a data point of this coach with this kind of player uh, setting the world on fire.
1: Yeah, I'm the, I'm definitely not the guy to talk to you about loving what a coach can do, right? Like what like what a coach, you know, players play. I mean, I understand that Kyle Shanahan has a lot to do with the success of the 49ers offense, but I also understand that if you don't have the talent on the field, it's difficult to get very far without, you know, with, with any coach. You know, you saw mm-hmm. what was going on with the Patriots last year. People were all of a sudden not so shiny on Bill Belichick <laughs> after yeah. 20 years of killing everybody. But let's just talk really – I, I want to touch on a couple of things, zoom out to the 49ers in general. I lied. I looked up some things. I, I didn't just draft him because you, you were all over him. Let's let's talk about the offense from last year. It was very it was very modest. There was some pretty you know underwhelming metrics. But I think we all had a long spring, we all had a long winter, a lot of things happened. We maybe forgot what happened to the 49ers last year injury-wise. Now, obviously Garoppolo's injury prone, which is another checkbox in your claim that Trey Lance could be a potential pick, right? he, he could eventually get hurt again. But then Kittle was out for games. Debo got hurt. Mostert, Coleman, Jeff Wilson got hurt. You know, Jordan Reed, we'd say what you want about him. The guy was doing something. He got hurt. But you got Jalen Hurd, who wasn't available last year. Some offensive lineman missed time. And then on defense, you know, Bosa, D. Ford, Tart, Sherman, all missed time. Four defensive linemen. Greenlaw. I mean, and they, they were missed like their whole secondary at, at different points in the season. Yep. So this was a team that was severely hampered by injury, and it was not performing up to where they could have even done if Garoppolo was playing and playing under expectation. Uh, so just overall, the 49ers are start, starting off from our opponents. They're undervaluing them probably. I'm not saying all of them are going to do that, but I would say that the if you give the 49ers a median just based on being healthy, it's going to be higher than it was last year. Now, you talked about the schedule. Four weak defenses at least, and the time which you are going to see those weak defenses is very opportune. Week 12 – I think Minnesota is not going to be a very good defense this season. I think Cincinnati is not going to be very good. You're going to get them week Mm -hmm. 14. You're going to see Atlanta in week 15. You're going to see Houston week 17. Eric, are those weeks important in the best ball championship? Are any of those weeks going to matter? I actually didn't look and see what the schedule was for the best ball as far as the playoffs is concerned. Maybe you can tell me, but there's going to be at least several games that are going to be up, you know, in the fantasy playoffs, regardless of your league where the 49ers are going to be in play. And I think that that is very favorable to
2: that. A hundred percent. So just to recap, fifth, the weeks fifteen through seventeen is your your playoff schedule for for Best Ball Mania on on Underdog, and it is the same. Um, you know, DraftKings has has launched. It is it is the same there. So you have the fourteen week regular season, which you know their schedule. In my opinion, even outside of the the really you know um, exceptional spots that you, that you outlined, their schedule in general is just. Incredible. It, it helps. It, again, like you say, t- take a step back. No one in that division has an exceptionally strong strong defense. I'm not saying that the Seahawks, the Rams, or the Cardinals have the worst defense, but you don't line up a good offense and say, "Oh man, this is you know this isn't playing the Ravens. They're not playing the Ravens or what could be a, the Browns defense. Uh, you know th- those kind of things. The Redskins are I keep, I still call them, still call them that. The football team. You know these kind of potentially really elite defenses. You don't line up against any of these NFC West teams and and get scared. So there's, you know, a third of your schedule. And then you outline multiple really cushy spots in particular in the playoffs, the playoffs are important all around, but I don't think the natural fantasy, you know, guy that converted over from season long, even the guy that's been playing best ball for a while takes into account those, those weeks enough. And it's difficult certainly to put, you know, a, ton of weight into those weeks because we can't always predict exactly who you know exactly who's going to be the 16th ranked defense right versus the the 12th ranked defense but i don't think that that matters one thing i do think that matters is being able to um kind of plan ahead for the both ends you know the barbell approach right i feel extremely confident that the houston texans defense is not going to be good (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, it is, it is the, the only thing worse than the Houston Texans offense this year is going to be the Houston Texans defense. The 49ers will be able to name their score uh, in the championship week uh, of of these big contests. So again, you have to get there. There's a lot of other things. It's not the number one priority on, you know, my, my draft board, but g- beyond just those playoff weeks, they have an incredible schedule with incredible talent. So it it, it, bump, it bumps them up, right? I, I like other, other spots, other quarterbacks, um, other stacks, etc., cetera. Um, and other teams have decent schedules too. But this, this is, a, is a nice big kind of uh, cherry on top of the 49ers, you know, as a stack. But also as Trey Lance, you don't have to load up on every team with a bunch of 49ers. And even if you just have Trey Lance, there's nothing wrong with just having Trey Lance, right? He's one of these rare quarterbacks. Um that he's cheap enough and he runs. His biggest weapon is his legs. So even if you don't get Kittle, Ayuk, or Debo Samuel, he, I that's what that's a big reason why I love him is you do not have to, you know, force stacks with a guy whose best weapon is is his legs. Um, because he could, you know, he could easily look at lo- what Lamar did, right? In his same thing as the RG3 thing. Look at what Lamar did running for a thousand yards. You didn't need Hollywood. You No, those guys are absolutely going to diminish, you know, the, just a, a summary of kind of the, 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 all the different positives, right? Anytime I don't need a stack, I, I just need this guy and everything aligns on this offense and the playoff schedule is cushy. It's just a spot where I want to be, you know, really heavy on at least compared to my opponents.
1: It, yeah. Some of these running quarterbacks can actually diminish the upside of their associated wide receivers. It's uh, certainly the running backs as well. You see, you know, guys like Lamar Jackson who are taking, you know, 25, 30 plus, percentage of the rushing share and you're you're having to subtract that from uh, in carries targets and touches for your running back so it's not necessarily even good to have a quarterback who's doing that with paired with a bunch of different guys let's talk about the adp it's 118.4 on underdog which is actually pretty high like so i don't think you're the only one that's thinking about this talk about how this is going to impact your roster construction if you're going to make a trey lance team i can tell you what i did he was my qb2 right and that draft isn't over I still have the option of taking a third. I don't like to take three quarterbacks if I can help it. My first quarterback is mm-hmm. Josh Allen. So, how is this going to affect your <clears throat> roster construction if you have a Trey Lance?
2: Yeah. So my, I would say that my optimal roster construction would be Lance as as my QB two, but I'm also very okay with him as my QB one. Um, if I had a, a situation like like you're outlining, uh, you know, Josh Allen with Trey Lance it buys you that time, right? That early season, you know, maybe he is even starting week one, but they kind of have the training wheels on. So you're not giving away any points early in the season because you have Josh Allen, right? But if you are right, which that's the game that we're playing, you know, planning for what, what happens when I'm right. You know, if I'm right about Trey Lance, what does that mean? I certainly don't want a third quarterback if I've taken Josh Allen and, and Trey Lance, because now in theory, I have two of the best quarterbacks in fantasy on my roster, um, and I'm gaining points on all my opponents at the at the end of the year at quarterback because those two guys are just almost assuredly putting up uh, big scores. I'm kind of one of the, the the crazy ones that I'm open to taking just two quarterbacks with Trey Lance, but I think it's a, it's a little bit more um, high-variance strategy than, than maybe your average person um, is willing to, to take on. The reason why I'm I'm doing that is because I'm betting on him being the week one starter, and so um, I, I'm open to that risk where I might only have one quarterback. It might only be it might only be a later round quarterback, right? If I take Trey Lance as my QB one, and I take Carson Wentz or, or Kirk Cousins or Ryan Fitzpatrick or something like that as my as my QB two, I might be riding them for for a few weeks, and 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 there's there's certainly risk to that. So um, I I think you should be more open to risk um in this contest and this format specifically like we're talking about and if you're right about a guy like Trey Lance and you're taking a big stand on Trey Lance and he is one of the you know top quarterbacks in fantasy then you don't you really don't want you want to use those other picks on you know the wide receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends that you can use To fill out your roster so that that's my approach but i also am willing to you know if someone wants to tell me i'm not certain that he's i want to have him on my team because i see all the benefits of the playoff run and and the upside of the offense but i'm not certain they're going to start him week one and i want to take three i think that's okay too
1: all right a couple quick questions and we're out of here let's talk about the downside give me the real quick bear case how's this going to fail i think this one this one's pretty easy
2: yeah well the there's, I think, there's two, two, two reasons, and one is just that some of the 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 talk that they have about Jimmy G and Trey Lance not starting day one happens, and you miss, and 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 the team is really good, right? Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy G took this team to the the Super Bowl. I don't even know if the offense was this good when they went when they went to the Super Bowl. They could start six and zero, seven and zero, and Lance just never gets off the bench, right? Um, and you're counting on a Jimmy G injury. That's that's one really you know, a clear path. He just doesn't play. <laughs> the yeah. other the, the, the other clear path is, you know, this is what people this is what the 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 bears will tell you that they believe that Trey Lance is, is going to play, but he's not going to throw. And so, you know, it, we're buying him for his legs, but ultimately you do still need passing upside, right? RG3 through for I don't have it up, of RG3 through for 4,000 yards or something like that in that in that season. He just he just ran for a 1,000 or whatever it was, and that's why. But you you do still need um passing. And so that's what, you know, kind of the bear case would be, you know, he either doesn't get, he either actually doesn't, doesn't get on the field or um, he does get on the field and you know, this offense is really efficient without him, him throwing the ball. So uh, that can be okay. But when we're looking for a true ceiling, we do, we we can't just rely on 20 passes a game and and eight to 10 runs.
1: All right. Don't hold back. I know that you're famous for Absolutely holding back all the best takes, just like all fantasy analysts. Give us the real goods here, fine form. How much exposure are you going to have to this guy at this price? And what is the highest realistic finish that you can envision for him in 2021? Now, don't hold back. Remember, tell us the real deal. How much you take in? How high can this thing get? Are we going to the moon or what?
2: We're definitely going to the moon. I'm trying to get as, as much as I can. I, that's part of why I'm drafting right now. Um, he is my second highest owned quarterback. I'm trying to make him my highest owned quarterback. I took a stand, um, a couple of years ago when, when Jameis Winston was in, was his last year in, in Tampa Bay. And he was good. This feels really similar to me, um, because of some concerns about whether he would be good, or I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was still in town and people didn't know if Jameis would even have the job. Um, Jameis was going around this, this same cost, despite you know, uh, tons and tons of upside in an awesome offense. Uh, it's obviously a different path to an upside season for Trey Lance necessarily than it was the Jam- for Jameis Winston, but I treat them very similarly. And I got to to 50-plus percent of my teams had, had Jameis Winston by the end of that. And I'm trying I'm, – I really am trying to get 40 – to 50% of Trey Lance because that he's one of the him and the 49ers are one of the stands I want to make and like we talked about earlier it's a little more difficult to make a stand on a second round tight end and a a sixth and seventh round wide receiver so I'm trying to get it with this this you know a 10th 11th 12th 12th round quarterback in terms of where where the ceiling is it's QB2 QB3 I'm not sure that there's a I'm not sure that there's a world in which he can beat all of Mahomes Allen, Lamar, Dak, you know, beating several of them is, is absolutely the, the ceiling is absolutely there. I'm, I'm all in on this offense. I'm all in on the schedule that they're going to play. I'm all in on um, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, the stars have just aligned for this team, in my opinion, and he's the point guard, you know, he's, he's, he's Chris Paul, right? He's Russell Westbrook. It, it's not that hard um, for, Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and and a great offensive line, and and George Kittle to put up big numbers. So if the stars, you know, kind of all come together, I don't see why he can't be QB two, QB three on the entire season, just like Robert, just like Robert Griffin the third was uh, in twenty twelve.
1: Let's go! We got it. That's the first edition of this format of Spike Week for Eric Byum. For I'm Chris Tramino. We are going to go draft some trade lands. We will see you again each and every week with some more takes here on Spike Week.